What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. going on guys welcome back to the move local podcast brought to you by the movement my name is dalton and alongside me is my beautifully bearded friend william william how are we doing today well you know you said beautifully bearded uh let's just say bearded at this point because my beard's been a little off i know we were just chatting about how the mask has thrown off your beard game you know it is what it is i haven't found a solution that yet so if anyone knows of any solutions for this beard being smushed by the mask problem, reach out to us. Without We could shave it. That's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're back with another interview episode, guys. Don is not here. We have Will doing the episode. He hasn't done one in a while, so you get to hear his beautiful voice on this episode. Um, but we're coming back with another interview, and today we have Jackie Milne on the podcast. Um, she is the owner of Dash Athletics. She's a trainer, an awesome person, and we're excited to have her on. Jackie, how you doing? I'm great, Dalton. Thanks for having me. No problem. How's your day been? My day is wonderful. Yeah. The sun is shining, and we need that here in Ontario. I know. Like the the fact that it's been like three days in a row where it's been like <laughs> the best weather. Yeah. It's just I instantly feel better. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but like I feel like because of COVID too, like more people are outside than even before. So yeah, like definitely. People are running. People are biking. Like. It's just, it's awesome. Like, and now that like we didn't have such good weather for a little while and it's like a few days in a row, it's like everybody's out. Yeah. It gets buzzing out front of our building here in the Mm -hmm. summer. Just people running, riding, makes me happy. Me too. (laughs) But, um, Jackie, why don't, why don't you do like a brief little introduction, give some people some background on, on you and then we'll dive into all the fun questions we have. Cool. Yeah. So my name is Jackie. Last name is Milne, pronounced Milne. Uh, I know it's a weird one. It's my husband's last name. I know. I'm it's, so bad at names. I too. used to. I used to do the same thing when I first read it. It hurts too. my soul. Uh, so that. my name's Jackie Milne. Yep, I am a, a trainer, a personal trainer, a nutrition coach. Uh, I have a wonderful husband. I should say that. Uh, and two amazing sons. 
Um, and that's sort of the bulk of my life. That's a brief, a little bit about me. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously personal trainer, obviously helping people with their health. Mm -hmm. Was that always like something that was a big part of your life, like growing up or Mm. is it something you kind of developed along the way? How's that? Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of a cool story that, um, growing up athletics was a part of my life, uh, sort of built a foundation when I was young and, uh, that was always a part of who I was skipping forward high school, you know, other things take priority and kind of lost that sort of attachment to fitness and movement in general, but definitely brought it back in the twenties because I feel like when you have that foundation as a youth, it's really, it's easier to get it back as an adult. Um, so in sort of my twenties got back into movement and that sort of just has been a habit for the last say 10 years. Um, yeah, so I got, and that's just developed, you know, if I had my son started exercising for, you know, weight loss originally, and then found passion in it and moved to strength training and moved to running and seeing what I could do with my body, um, in terms of what I was capable of. So that was always sort of a passion for me. How I got into it as a, as a career is pretty interesting. I went to school for, uh, social work and I was working for about five years for a nonprofit here in Hamilton. I worked as a, as a mental health worker and it was an amazing, amazing role and I loved it. There was a lot of growth as I was working there and I think throughout my entire life I'm always kind of looking at where I can grow and what I can do. Uh, th- so there was a, a point in, in that career where you know, I was really heavy into strength training and lifting um, and we, we would listen to these, my husband and I listened to these motivational YouTube videos, you know, the ones like Les Brown and Eric Thomas while we were working out. Um, and these messages just kind of kept going in our head. And I remember one that resonated was, you know, you were born to do more than pay bills and die. And I wasn't a hundred percent passionate about my role. Like I loved it, but because I wasn't a hundred, I was like, I know there's more to go. So it was at that point I started kind of pivoting of like, what do, what am I really passionate about? What do I love? Uh, and it was fitness and helping people. And I wanted to like help people in an avenue that I love to do. And then I kind of pivoted essentially, uh, started exploring, uh, became certified, got educated. You know, I was working at my job and I had my kids and I would train people at like 5am or 8pm. It was pretty brutal, but, uh, I was pretty passionate about it. And then I, you know, you know, Momentum, local gym here, they were hiring and I wasn't intending to work for a gym at all, uh, but they're a different, they're a different gym. And uh, I left my job, my secure job with benefits and jumped in to be a subcontractor and, uh, and I just never looked back, which is wild when I say it now, because at the time, like I didn't have a plan B. I just, I just knew it was going to work and and it did, uh, and that kind of started my sort of career in fitness, and here we are now. Yeah, so I think that's kind of a kind of a neat, neat little story there. Totally is. What was it like making that transition? Yeah. Whew. Um, you know what? It was, it was, it was everything. Like it was challenging. It was motivating. It was nice to be re-inspired. You know, when you're doing something that you're passionate about, your energy just flows, right? So despite the days being really long, it was, uh, there was a purpose and there was a path. Um, and I think choosing to go forward with momentum, um, it was the culture that supported me. And like they, they did so much in terms of 
me learning as like an entrepreneur and a trainer and they were supportive and the culture was positive um, and it was just I think that culture and that support is so pivotal in those big decisions and, and so they made it pretty pretty easy and they believed in me and I think that was huge too yeah yeah like I mean I want to touch on that 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 decision in that point in your life because I feel like that's a that's a big change mm-hmm. and like I think when people make big changes like that there's like there's a lot of barriers that that kind of come up or there's just like things fear that goes to their mind and I think a lot of people have that same pivot point as you did and know that they want to take that path but then they don't right. because of those things and I'm curious to hear like what those if there was something like that for you and then like what eventually led you to overcome that and just make the leap was it as simple as just being like I'm just gonna jump in or was there other things that yeah I feel like there of course is a lot of uh sort of roadblocks that come up whether it's finances or time or energy and I and initially making a change I think in career there's a lot of that imposter syndrome like that was a tough one probably my biggest one to get over and I still struggle with it as most of us probably do um I feel that getting through that, I think a lot of it was mindset and the work I was doing in the mind. Um, and then also the uh, experience, like training, um, getting up early, staying up late, anything Momentum did, I was all in. Um, so I had a lot of opportunities there with clients or programs or group classes or whatever it was. Um, and experience is, is huge and you, you develop confidence. And then when you develop confidence, you can kind of keep rolling. So it's just that momentum forward, right? You gotta, you just gotta keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, the, you know, how you talked about like doing, doing things and building confidence. Like I like the idea of like earned confidence. I think a lot of people are just like, well, I don't have any confidence. It's like, well, you got to do things in order to, to get that confidence. It's not like we just showed up here and we were confident enough to come and talk on a podcast. Like we've done a bunch of episodes where we were probably really bad and we earned the confidence to do it. Right. So I think I like people talking about that because I think there's other people who just assume like, oh, they just have this confidence, but there's probably a lot of struggle and failure that led to you to feel confident in what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. So as I said, mindset, one quote that always stuck with me, it was like, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 39. So when I was starting, I was like, I'm never going to be this person or that person. And I really had to be like, of course you're not there yet. Mm. Um, And I think that goes with anything, any type of running or finances or wherever we want to go it's that game of comparison and it doesn't serve us and I think when we sit back and like yeah I can do that after five years maybe not this month um so that was a good one that sort of helped me you know just stay grounded and just keep going yeah you brought up like the imposter syndrome like hopefully this will make sense but do you feel less like an imposter now or do you just do you feel like you're just better at kind of like reassuring yourself yeah uh I feel less like an imposter than I used to (laughs) yeah um I think with experience and knowledge it just goes a long way and um and I think as you get to new levels you kind of feel like an imposter again because you're working at a higher capacity Mm. um a slight imposter, not like fully as I probably would have resonated with when I started my career, um, but definitely, uh, definitely a lot less. Now it's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully where I want to be. But are you ever? Are you ever fully where you want to be? It seems like it's like you're getting, you have experience dealing with that discomfort, you mm-hmm. know, of that like change. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you still have those feelings, 
but you can respond in maybe a better way. Yeah, yeah, that experience of sort of resiliencyness and mm. and accepting that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is good. It's not always comfortable, but uh, it's a good place to be. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. So you go do your thing in momentum. You're building these skills. You're you know you're learning all this good stuff. Then you make a transition from momentum to your own thing. Is that correct or? Uh, so yeah, that was kind of handed out with COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so I was at Momentum and I was, you know, all in, like they were like a family and there was a change in the business dynamic there. Um, so then I kind of went with, you know, the other half of the business, uh, which was a hard transition for me because, you know, the, the root of Momentum and the folks were like, I identified with them so much, but it's growth, right? And it was like a choice of like, whether you're leaning in here or like, you know, crying in a corner. So, you know, grew through that. Um, and, and then that was a wonderful opportunity of like managing the group training space, coaching so many classes, meeting so many folks, um, until COVID hit. And then, you know, COVID had me sort of reevaluate the hours I was putting in, you know, away from the family, the mornings, the evenings, uh, evaluate what the future held, evaluate, always thinking of like, where do I want to go and what's the best for me and what's the best for my family. Um, and then it was at that point to pivot and do my own, uh, business and do it. Initially it was a virtual because that is sort of where we're at. Um, but I did get back to some like one-on-one and and coaching, but it's like a, a class based virtual and it was, it was dealt because of COVID, but I think, um, I was at a point where I was ready to pivot anyway. So, uh, and it's grown in the last six months of where I thought it would be too where it is now, where I'm going to go, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what made you want to do like your own thing, right? Like you were in two pretty good spots, obviously circumstances made you have to make some decisions, Yeah. but then, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to jump into my own thing. What, what was that driving force outside of like, you know, you mentioned your family and stuff. Yeah. I'm assuming there's some other things. There. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like obviously family is, is going to be number one for a lot of reasons, but it was more the independence. I want to create my own schedule. Mm. Um, and I want to really believe in everything that I'm doing and it, and not that I wasn't before, but I felt that, uh, when you work for somebody else, it's kind of their model and, and you're infused in it and it's wonderful, but I really wanted I really felt I could go full force into something that I believed in and I created and um, had sort of my values at the root of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that led to Dash Athletics. And what are those values? Because like I, I, I resonate a lot with what you're saying because I think it's very similar to our situation. Like before we opened the movement, like we were working at other clinics and we were do, we were working in good areas and, and, and doing things that we enjoyed, but we always knew that there was – a our our way or our vision of how we wanted to deliver care um and we made that transition and and we're doing that now so and i think the values of what we do here is super important so i'd be curious to hear that for you Mm -hmm. yeah that's a tricky one well not a tricky one i think that uh so values in terms of well, i think more like you know something that stood out to me like going on your website yeah you know looking at like, you, you know, you, there was three words that like stood out to me. It was like physical, I think it was physical mindset and emotion or something like that. Right. Or like three words that you mm-hmm. used, um, which, 
you know, getting to know you a little bit, I can see those things in you. Like, and I, I, I feel like that's obviously what you're transitioning into your business. So maybe along those lines. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, a big part of it. Not only my sort of history or experience working in mental health, but, um, also acknowledging and seeing how big that piece is for folks in their fitness journey, in their behavior journey, in uh, their goals. And I, I strongly feel that that area needs to be supported and loved and uh, acknowledged for folks to thrive in their fitness or thrive in their journeys. Um, and I feel that when we don't talk about that, we're missing half the person and we're missing half of their story. So I try to really be open and vulnerable about my own you know, mindset and uh, mental health and wherever things are, because I think that lays the foundation uh, when I work with folks that this is something that's important and valuable and uh, it matters. So, yeah, I think seeing people as a whole, who they are and how they come to the table is is a big part of what I do. I love to push people to, you know, do things that they didn't feel that they could do or push their bodies and, and move their bodies to uh, run faster, lift heavier, not not to change how they look, but to see what they can accomplish. And doing that sort of intensity with that push, but also balancing it with grace and love on the, on the hard days and the mental days. And I feel like those two are, are really much what I do and what I see in folks. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think like we feel the same way in terms of the way that we view individuals. Like we very much take the whole person into consideration and I think the more that I've been in in this space the more I start to realize like the mindset and the behavior is honestly the most important thing Mm -hmm. like the 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 physical and like from our perspective dealing with some pain and like the exercises that we layer on like that stuff is is what it is Mm -hmm. but like I think at the core like the minds the mindset of the individual understanding them and then figuring out how you can help them overcome some behavior changes to allow them to get to where they want to go is, is, is pretty much everything. I really appreciate how you post, like when you're posting on your stories and stuff like that, like you talk about the process, mm-hmm. you know, like you are vulnerable, like you said, mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, not only highlighting like the big successes. Cause I think that's like, if, if that's all you're seeing, it's like, you're kind of missing the forest through the trees. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that those are where you get those like you cultivate that resiliency and you go undergo all those like mind shift set shifts mm-hmm. that's what i've noticed from like seeing your social media oh amazing and what you put out <laughs> yeah. i think that's really cool because yeah. like it's easy when to see a coach and be like oh this person's perfect no kidding you know? yeah yeah <laughs> like, well if you're we only seeing for? the you know like with you dalton the 10k run that i did but not you know the pain or the process or you know the beginning of covid like mentally i wasn't doing well and to come out and feel like i'm doing well like i feel that social media can do a disservice to a lot of folks and i think uh, i want to have authentic conversations with people and relationships with people and uh, i want to it's not like a business decision to share those things it's just who i am as a human and what i think people need to see more of uh so that they're not just seeing the wins because yeah social media can be can be a hard part and i think to normalize it Mm -hmm. everyone goes through it like just because and this isn't any realm but like in our health space like just because we're healthcare professionals doesn't mean that we don't struggle with 
stay motivated. Doesn't mean we don't struggle with injury. Doesn't mean we don't struggle with you know down times or mental health issues or whatever. So I think people can be feel more relatable when you know you're showing or we're showing like our journeys. And I think it's important to highlight positives, but it's also important to note that like there's struggle. Yeah. In that. And that's almost like the beauty of the process itself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the more we talk about it, we create safe spaces for folks to talk about it and to share, uh, whether it's one-on-one or in a group and, and know that it's okay. And this is a spot that we can talk about these things and, you know, they resonate with that. And cause we're, we're all humans, like you said, Dalton. So we all go through it. Um, and yeah, we just need to just to honor it a bit more because it's like you said, it's everything. It's mm-hmm. everything. What are some ways that you help like foster that mindset shift in your clients? Yeah, I think it's very individualized depending on where they're coming from. I think first and foremost, as you said, well, like coming from my social media, coming from my language and dialogue first and foremost has to be vulnerable, has to be honest. Um, and that is the relationship I build with folks in whatever capacity and that it creates a dialogue of them feeling like they can share those things. I think that's first and foremost. Then when we dig into like working together a bit, it's just really checking where people are at and seeing what their barriers are and seeing what pops up and then sort of customizing what you need at that point. So whether it's hearing somebody's self-talk and language and helping to reframe or helping build self-awareness. Uh, whether it's them full out acknowledging these are my struggles, okay, then maybe you need a little bit more um, breathing exercises and mindset and journaling. Or maybe we need to refer you to a therapist or maybe you should go see your doctor if it's that bad. So I think it depends on where they're at, but first and foremost, it's like honesty and vulnerability on both sides. Hmm. And trust, like establishing trust. Yeah. It's like if you don't have that trust and people don't feel like they can bring those things up, yeah. then they might not get brought up and yeah. not making that progress. And I think in fitness, it's easy to, um, or not easy, but it's, you know, if folks feel shame if they're not following through on certain behaviors or certain actions, and then they, uh, it discourages them. And to remove that shame to say, oh, you've had a terrible day and let's talk about that and let's see if we can give you wins in other ways. And then, you know, layer somebody a bunch of wins that they can manage and then, you know, just continue to lift up. But if they feel shame from the beginning and if they're hiding things from you, then it's not a productive relationship uh, from the get-go. Yeah, and I think that mismanage of those things is what leads to a lot of people having struggle with making that change into the health space or like having success with their health journey. Um, And you could probably speak to this a little more, having some more background in the mental health thing, but one thing that I've realized, like, the power of like movement and exercise in helping those things um, because I feel like you know a lot of times people come you know in our perspective here with like feeling helpless and, mm-hmm. and stuck you know um, and I think being able to take movement whether it be a basic movement as towel scrunches with the toe or with uh, for your toes or like a squat and having people layer some wins and see little changes can help motivate them to like get some momentum going and I think health and fitness can be a good way to get that momentum going, which then can carry over to like their everyday life or what they're experiencing with their family or other areas. And I feel like it's super powerful when balanced appropriately, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is sort of the, the base of what I believe in, in that, you know, if you move and physically feel stronger and 
move your body and you develop some mindfulness in those movements, it carries over into the rest of your life. You feel more confident in situations. You feel more empowered. You feel more energized. Um, you're, you're more resilient because you can do hard things. You've been doing hard things. So that is sort of, you know, empowering people to, to thrive and to heal um, through fitness and through movement um, not to change but to to grow so yeah I definitely definitely a lot of folks need more movement in their life but I do feel like the ones that that stick to the program um, or adopt you know a fitness sort of protocol you know they start feeling the mental health benefits um, and then they're more likely to continue it mm -hmm. and the and the strength benefits obviously yeah but yeah I think they go hand things. in hand yeah yeah yeah, there's something to be said about doing hard, harder things. Like we've talked about this before, and I think it's important to to note that that's like relative, right, to the individual. Mm -hmm. um, and we see so many wide variety of people here. Like we'll see people who are high, let's say a higher level runner, right? Which hard thing for them is like running a marathon. And then you know I'll see clients who are at a different stage, and like a hard for them is to be able to do like eight split squats on each leg, but like watching those people like accept that and take on those hard things and overcome them and like do something they never thought like you mentioned that they do mm -hmm. like, there's some real power to to that so mm -hmm. yeah Dalton brought that up because we had an 80 year old doing split squats in the clinic oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my goal is to get like every <laughs> older individual anyone honestly and I shouldn't we shouldn't even put it to age because there's some people that that, I, that we've all seen that are way younger that have a hard time doing those things but my goal is to get everyone doing at least eight split squats to the floor both legs when you come in here eight is the magic number <laughs> it's yeah. the magic number it's not ten anymore it's eight um how do you kind of balance all of that then? Like, you know, you got your, you have family, you have you, you have your business. What are some ways you try to manage, manage those things? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. So first and foremost, I exercise, uh, to keep myself well, but I've built this habit over 10 years. So even if I take a week off or take a few days off, I, it's still a part of me and it helps my mind. It helps my body. Um, so that is something that keeps me well um mentally and physically uh from there what else do i do i recently or in the last year i've been asking for more help and that's something that i didn't do as much uh whether it's you know if i have an injury getting help for it if i need help in the business um and it's probably my favorite thing to do because someone else just shares the load and i think in at least for me as like a helper and you guys as well as as being like a helper or a healer we're used to doing a lot of things uh in our lives and kind of being the helper but it, that's one thing that when i can share that load that really helps mentally and and for time as well so yeah that's awesome yeah. that's such a good yeah. that's such a good piece yeah like, i agree with that like there's something that i've mm -hmm. tried to do more as well it's like it's okay to ask for help yeah and it's probably most people do ask for most people have the same issues as you or have gone through something mm -hmm. that, that you're dealing with so asking for help is is yeah it's huge yeah even if you are like a coach or like a yeah. healthcare professional you know like i have worked with our dietitian i've like mm -hmm. you know had a coach myself it's the best it's i know the a best. lot of yeah. programming but it's like but there's this outside perspective yeah 
Yeah, even when I worked in like mental health, um, you know, I would say you need to get help or not you need to get help. You should get support or you should talk to somebody or come. But I wasn't always following through on that um, until later in life. And, you know, if I was struggling with my mental health, I sought therapy and it was the best. Or if I'm struggling with my physical health um, or if I need help in the business, like those are the things that it just alleviates stress. It gives someone in your corner um, and it just helps you kind of push forward. So I think it's one thing to, to say that will be like, yeah, I, I ask for help, but like to actually do it and to invest in it when you have the means to, mm-hmm. uh, or even when you don't think you do, but just, just do it anyway. Cause yeah. yeah, it moves the needle big time. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Got a couple rapid fire questions for cool. you. <laughs> What's your favorite exercise? Could be movement or like form of exercise, I guess. Uh, a movement, the deadlift. I love to deadlift. Yeah, yeah that's like the best. I'm, I'm a massive deadlift fan. Are you a deadlift or squat? I think squat. Yeah. I've kind of grown into. Yeah. Yeah. But. Good for you. Definitely respect <laughs> that answer. <laughs> that was something me and Jackie connected on right away. Jack's like, I love deadlift. Yeah. I love deadlift all the time. Like, yes. yes. I'm like, I'm going to be best friends. <laughs> um, favorite local restaurant? Mm. I love uh, when we treat ourselves to Mexican so uh, like the mule is so good oh, that's been a that's been a two or three really at least yeah, yeah. I love yeah. and it. shout out to Meza as well on James that's a good one too I've been there I think yeah. once yeah, yeah it's pretty good it's too it's a good one well the mule's awesome the mule, yeah, mule's yeah. Good. like just like a cool vibe yeah. and like excellent tacos excellent tacos yeah we oh. went what was, we went to the Burlington version of that yeah there's have you ever been no. there there's another one called Burrow in oh okay. On, yeah. Uh, Brand Street, and it's it's basically it's the same I think owner. Mm. Um, so it's pretty much identical. Cool. Yeah. Dalton's been there. Yeah. Good tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's like one of like it doesn't have to be recent, but like a recent book or influential podcast or something like that that's really resonated with you? Hmm. One, actually, the one I'm just reading is called. How to be a badass at making money. Is uh, that what it is? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that book of that book um, before. So if you have any blockages with money, that's a good one to read. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a couple people yeah, it's a good one. talk about that book. It's great. Yeah. I, I think all business owners should read it. Alright. Yeah, it's good. We'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Get it on the list. Yeah. Um favorite favorite local like trail or park or Mm, that's a good question I feel like when I head out I'm with my kids so I kind of go where they like to go (laughs) Uh, so whether that's like an actual park like Durand Park down off James is a beautiful one I would say for myself you know I love to go along the brow and hit the stairs in any any one of those I think it's pretty neat that Hamilton has you know the stairs I spend a lot of time running yeah. Along that area. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, lots of times. Been running there. <laughs> Down and up. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's one person you think that would be a good conversation for the podcast? I think that you should connect with my good friend, Ashley Orr. So Ashley, Orr. Ashley is, um, 
she's a certified Wim Hof instructor. So she leads folks through breath work and ice plunging mm. and it's pretty wild, but she's made some pretty big waves in Hamilton. I think it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about that. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Some Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. yeah some maybe, ice plunging. Maybe we could do an ice plunge or something. Well, let's not yeah. put that out there. Well, like, you know, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just so kidding. <laughs> I would be down to actually do that. You know, uh, you know about that. Um, okay. Last question we like to ask uh, every guest is like, what does move local mean to you? Yeah, I was thinking about this one. And to me, when you say move local, I think of empowering communities. So I think of uh, empowering, you know, our neighbors, our clients, our city, whatever that looks like. I feel like it is our responsibility to kind of create that ripple effect. Um, and that's how I how I view it is, is making, you know, letting yourself grow. I think you need to be empowering those around you and supporting those around you so that's kind of how i see that phrase is lifting lifting the folks around you love it that's awesome cool yeah why don't you leave where people can find you on instagram um if they want to reach out to you for any like like you know joining i know did you just put out like a six-week program mm-hmm. that's going out yeah it, like if they if they want to join that like i'll I'll link that all in the show notes, cool. but like, let them know where they can find you. Yeah. So on, uh, Instagram and Instagram, uh, my name's Jackie Milne fit. Uh, so J A C K I E and then M I L N E. So Jackie Milne fit. Um, and from there you can connect with our website and that dash athletics.ca, uh, and everything is up on there, but I try to stay pretty connected, uh, through those two platforms. Awesome. Cool. Jackie, thanks so much for your time. Honestly, this was a great conversation. Um, we have so much fun doing this podcast and connecting with other people in the community, but it's definitely been a pleasure like getting to know you over the last couple of months, um, working together and then having you on and just hearing your story. It's, it's awesome. So we're, we're excited that we connected with you and hopefully in the future we'll be able to continue to do some stuff together. Amazing. Thank you.